Welcome to episode 60 of Hobnails, Hoops, and High Cheddar, a podcast by everyday fans for everyday fans. Emory Kane, Christian Britt, Danny Rucker back again on this Sunday morning. Got a lot of football to talk about today. A lot of college football that we keep trying to talk about individually, like with each other, but we we need to save it. Um, so now Absolutely. is the time. I'm excited to talk about some things that are uh, going to happen this afternoon with the college football playoff unveiling. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I want to talk about going to parties as an, as adults. Uh, that's going to be our intro topic today. Of course, I, I went to my which wife. Is a, which is a lot different than going to adult parties. Yeah, a little bit different. Because I did put adult parties on yeah. the uh, on the you topic, did. and I was like, yeah, I, was like I don't know. Let's not do that. So going to parties as adults, um, I went to my wife's Christmas party for her work, and it wasn't, wasn't a terrible party. Food was really good. They played some games. It's only a couple of hours. Uh, what I do like about these types of parties, though, is there's a time frame. You know, there's it's six to eight. So yeah, we know at eight o'clock, I'm going right, right here. However, I've been to some parties before uh, where, like, you know the host, but you don't know anybody else. And, like, everybody knows the host in some capacity. And I don't know, Emory, you remember in that Seinfeld when the worlds collide, uh, when, yeah, si- yeah, when yeah. George's world collides with the or uh, Jerry's or Elaine's does? Elaine's does. That's kind of what it feels like is like all of your worlds colliding. And you expect everybody to be intermingling because they know you. And really, the two that know each other are over here on this side talking. The other, t- There's two more that know each other they are talking. And they never really talk. And the host just kind of goes, hey, how you doing? Appreciate you coming. Goes to the next group. Appreciate you coming. Yeah. So those are like some of the most awkward parties to be, especially those don't have time frames. It's like, Hey, yeah. starts at, starts at seven. When's it done? <laughs> whenever. Well, shoot, I got to figure out when to leave them. Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do y'all think about when it's, going if, to it actually, if it starts at seven, it doesn't actually start at seven. That's just yeah. like a, yeah. You don't want to be See, the first I, person there, but I do. I get there. If it starts at seven, I'll get there at seven. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll be the first one there. You're, that, you're hey, that guy. My, that? Uh, go ahead. Chris. I was just going to say that, that is a big difference from like adult part or well parties as adults <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to parties when you're younger, when you're younger, everyone sh- like people, some people show up early. There's, you know, there's pre-gaming involved possibly. Yeah. You know, like when you're in college, like college. Yeah, age, exactly. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's technically no start time, just kind of like a, a long, it's a lot longer of a process. Whereas like you said, adult parties or sorry, parties for adults yeah. you know there's a there's a time time start time or whatever and people show up 30 45 minutes late and that's just oh that's just the way, oh i got caught up with the kids i got caught up with this and and also like they, they typically end quicker too so yeah. give and take yeah also <laughs> like three hours before you're you're talking to your significant other going like god i hope they cancel this i hope i get to stay at home and don't have to go to this yeah <laughs> Or, or the day of, you're like, wait, that's today? Yeah, that's today. Absolutely. That's today? Yeah. Oh, you don't really on. think about it the week building up, and then that day, yeah. you're like, oh, I really God. do not want to go to this today. Yeah. Me and, and me and Jen are the worst, too, about, like, somebody will have a party, and then I know it's going to happen, and I don't tell her until, like, the day before. I'm like, oh, by the way, we've got to go to That's exactly. I was, I was just going to say, I, those Jen's parties like, I typically Why don't, don't find out until yeah. the last second. Same way. She's... Uh oh, I got a crier over here. Uh oh, Emery's guest is yeah. friendly and she's crying. Yeah. She's crying. So, she's not feeling good. She's a little sick. So, yeah. So, the party last night, it was just a Christmas work party. It's at the, uh, it's just at some clubhouse in one of the doctor's neighborhoods. And it's not, I mean, it's just nothing super fancy, but uh, they, you have play a couple games, you eat, 
and then that's, that's pretty much it. Like there's yeah. like there's nothing nothing major about were it. You, so were you were you forced to play games? I didn't have to play the games. It's more like volunteer basis. Okay. Um, so they do have this one game where there's one of the person that's running the game. She has a Santa hat on, and if you want to participate, you get one. And when she takes it off during the day, you have to take it off. The last person to take it off is out. So then, like, she keep eliminating people, and then the last person standing wins a gift card or something. Yeah. Well, there was two people left, and both people are just staring at the person the entire time waiting <laughs> for the hat. So at that point, when everybody's engaged like that, I think you almost have to just – because we can't continue this any longer. Let's yeah. just give you the both carts. You yeah, got to yeah. be both one. Um, but they, we finished it. Um, and yeah. then it's kind of like while we're eating too. So you get to eat first. Yeah. Uh, have y'all ever had the, uh, that sounds like a lot of pressure from the person with the, uh, that has the hat. Yeah. And they know, she knows they're staring at yeah. them. And so yeah. like, she's trying to go place to place and <clears throat> the, like, if she gets out of sight, they're like moving and like getting up to find yeah. them. And it was a very awkward 30 minutes or so that, that yeah. this was going on. And I was like, let's just get to the rest of the games. Like just yeah, give man. them both a gift card and, and let's go get, get over with it. Uh, but it's kind of, it was also kind of like regular parties that, that we would go to like the people in her work sat on one side, the people yeah. at this office sat on one side of this table. Like I intermingled with nobody at any other office. And, and Amanda's always like, are, are you nervous coming? I'm like, not really. I'm like, I'm not really nervous around people. Like if somebody yeah. starts to talk to me, I'll, I'll start talking to them. Um, but it's just like there was no opportunity to talk to anybody else. I didn't really care that much. And there, was, there wasn't a lot of conversation between other uh, branches of the offices. So it'd be like Christians work, have an office or a work bank party, and all their branches like sit with each other. Like, that's, yeah, that's how it always yeah, happens too. Yeah, that, yeah, that, why, why even have, yeah, a party? Nobody just have a party with your branch? Yeah. And just have a party with your branch. But anyway, it is what it is. It wasn't too bad. But uh, the the worst ones are the personal parties where you don't you don't know when you're leaving, you don't know who's coming, you don't know where to sit. So that's those nice. are awkward. Yeah, yeah, awkward. We have we have those parties where the, there's a, all of our worlds collide and not yeah. everybody's all everybody's just at different spots in our house. Yeah, I almost left Mariah's uh, soccer banquet because they said parents were invited. It was uh, Coach Mosley's house. So yeah. we bring some food. We get there, and there's like 15 girls there, and me and Amanda were the only parents there. And I was like, all right, we start looking around. We're like really awkward because everybody's just like, the girls were standing there. We were just standing in the dining room area, and we both just kind of like, let's just go. So we like, we just like started walking out. And then like more groups of parents were coming in as we were walking. Nah, out. We'd nice. have been a minute and a half earlier. We would have just left the party. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to go to a high school banquet and you'd be the only parents there. No, also, no, it's, no. it's kind of awkward. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get to some college football topics. I have a quote of the week that I found yesterday after, well, not after all the games. It was kind of during that last set of games. And uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to lead into our topic. So it's Alabama AD Greg Byrne. You may have seen this quote. Mm -hmm. If we would have played a group of five game instead of Texas, there'd be no debate right now. Okay, so let's let's talk about the what's the reason that you schedule Texas early in the year? What's the reason Texas schedules Alabama early in the year? Well, I think I think the reason is why. I mean, why Texas is 
state in their case. Like we beat Alabama. Yeah, you get that I win. I think the reason that win, yeah. kind of different. Like, yeah, like Texas. Well, kind of different. Texas is Texas does it because <laughs> they hypothetically they need it as a huge resume booster, and that's exactly what it it's become. It's it's essentially their their, their main case and has been all year, you know, rightfully so. But then Bama, they don't typically need that necessarily a lot of times. But usually, I think they they typically have that game almost as like a like a safe keep. If they do drop a game that they shouldn't yeah, later they, in the year, they, they, but they yeah, think that, exactly. Typically, yeah. they'll beat that team like yeah. they did last year, yeah. And then then they might be a little bit, which last year didn't help them as much because they they dropped to Tennessee and then dropped to LSU, so it it didn't end up saving them like it normally could have. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's but, really, I mean, I think it's kind of hurt Georgia this year because like we we should have played Oklahoma, yeah, and it got canceled. Kansas, SEC made us cancel it, so if we'd beat yeah. Oklahoma, then we'd have that. And lost to Alabama. We said, "Well, we beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma beat yeah. Texas. We deserve to be in as, as yeah. well." Yeah, we didn't have that. We didn't have that game this year because it got canceled. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, mean I think that's why teams play it. Is I think it's going to be different going forward because of how big the two main conferences are going to be. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know there's still a lot of like Texas has Michigan home and home and Ohio State home and home the next two yeah. four seasons. So. Yeah. I mean, but I think not long after that, like after some of the ones that are already scheduled out like that, I don't think people, I don't think teams are going to start doing it anymore because of how big the conferences are. But if uh, in a year, like if they say that hypothetically that didn't happen and going forward, you know, the teams still needed to do that if they were in a weaker conference, which I, I think now the ACC definitely will have to do it. The Big 12 will definitely have to do it, you know, but who's going to schedule with them? But it's like if, if te- Texas doesn't get in over at Alabama, if hypothetically only one of them gets in, it makes you think like, what's the point at that? Why would it, why, why would Texas have risked it at that point, you know, and, yeah. and done it or whatever and, and vice versa. Same thing like with what Alabama's, you know, AD is saying, but mm-hmm. I don't know. And still, you schedule, you schedule those games at the beginning of the year like that, because it does give you some breathing room. <clears throat> if you do lose that game, uh, which Alabama has used to its advantage because they did lose the game. Then they won everything else. In the beat SEC. Tennessee, beat yeah. Tennessee thanks to some officiating in the second half, which helped them greatly. Uh, but <laughs> they've won every game since, yeah. and so their their case is <clears throat> why why we even, why should we even schedule Texas? Well, if you'd beat Texas, nobody would even say anything. And yeah, that, their win was, was a, in the was SEC a, too. Like yeah. you think about it like that, you you always just so, think about that Texas loss, but that's not an SEC loss. So they're they're undefeated in the SEC, which is even yeah. crazier thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was almost like a play-in game if you if you think about it in a certain way. Because if it's yeah. between, if it's between two big foes like that, you could you know you could you could use that head-to-head, which I think will happen here. So let's talk about the teams that are up for it. You've got undefeated Michigan conference champion, undefeated are. Washington, undefeated Washington they're conference champion, yeah. undefeated FSU conference champion. Glad they're not in. Twelve and one Texas conference champion. 12 and 1 Alabama <clears throat> conference champion. And then you got 12 and 1 Georgia, not conference champion. Those are the six teams that are vying for the spot. Yep. Unfortunately, I don't think Georgia's going to get in because they don't have the head to head win. I, but if you tell if you tell me, <clears throat> ask me if is Georgia one of the four best teams, I say, yes, I think they're one of the four best teams. I think we So is it four best or is it most deserving? Well, the According to what the playoff committee head says, is he says four best teams, but I don't think that's what's that never happens. Yeah, the the best example with that is I think we talked about last week is like Georgia. I think almost regardless of what happens all season long this year, 
I feel like most people would still consider them the, one of the best four teams in the culture of all. Mm-hmm. So one of the one of the things someone said was like, well, they could lose four games. Then by that, you know, by that argument, Georgia's even if they yeah. lost four games, yeah. I think a lot of people would still probably argue. Well, yeah, they're still one of the four best teams. Yeah, but it is unfortunate for them. I think we'd be having a different conversation had they didn't have to get that can- Oklahoma <laughs> game canceled, you know, or or had a you know a non conference like that and could have you know been able to strengthen their resume a little bit. I but mean, they just. I mean, I think they just picked – I mean, a lot of it had to do with, obviously, what Alabama was doing, but I think they just picked a bad time to have probably one of the worst games of the year offensively. And, I mean, I think our defense played pretty good. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's essentially what happened to Ohio State too, though, you know? Yeah. They're kind of in the same shoes. They had. They did have a little bit of a tougher non-conference, but, I mean, it was, what, Notre Dame who ended up not being that great. And yeah. who else did they have? They had one other one. I can't even remember now, but it, anyway, it didn't matter. It, either one of them was even that good. But I mean, same, it's kind of the same boat, you know. They basically they their conference, their their matchup, their big matchup, which then was Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama. Obviously, in the SEC, it was essentially like a semifinal game, you know, yeah. or yeah. a quarterfinal game at that point, basically. So, do you guys both believe Florida State will not be in the playoff? I don't, I, I don't think so. I think I think they're just. I mean, they scored what sixteen points last night against a not great Louisville defense. I mean, they're down to uh, well. Alabama scored fourteen against South Florida. That was early in the year, though. Would, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, we got to look at the body yeah. of work. I I do think I, it'll, I think I think Emory, I agree with Emory though. I do think. Well, they're down think, to the third string. They played I mean, the, the Rodemaker dude may be back, um, but they're down to their third string quarterback. Like, I don't know. That, that's true, but even then, they've won every that. The, the committee's going to have to. If we're going best four teams, I don't think Florida State's one of the best four teams. The committee is going to have to look at them and say, "You did everything we asked you to do. You beat an LSU team at the beginning of the year that is an SEC powerhouse and probably has a Heisman favorite on their roster. You won your conference championship against a top fifteen Louisville team with a backup quarterback." You went thirteen and zero, but you know what? We don't believe you're one of the best four teams. I just if it's if it's if Jordan Travis is there, obviously they're yeah, in. I Jordan think. Travis but, is, yeah, Jordan Travis is yeah. That's yeah. No so brainer, so we're but also think about this: Alabama needed a miracle fourth and thirty-one play last week to win, and and did so. Are we? So it looks like we're valuing that one play over having a backup quarterback. That's one. You know, backup quarterbacks have won two games already for Florida State, one of them being the conference championship. That conference championship is not easy to win, yeah. um, especially – I mean, if Louisville had a fluke game against Kentucky last week that you know, they may be sitting up, up here talking, if, you know, seventh, if, seventh or eighth. What if at 11 o'clock they – you know, they're announcing everything at noon apparently. What about, what about if at 11 o'clock they go, uh, we're expanding it to the, this, this year to eight? We're going eight. <laughs> You keep those eight in, yeah, yeah. Uh, which brought me to a thought this morning on my drive over here. Uh, what if they did do something like that where they kept like your places fluid mm. and they said, Look, we're not going to have like certain numbers, like there's no, there's no four spots. It's if the committee believes there's seven teams that could win it, we're going to do a seven team playoff, yeah. Then, then I don't know that that would never happen, obviously, but yeah. like, yeah. That's almost the situation that we have here is we have we have legit sixteens that could win it that could win yeah. uh, because let's okay take Florida State. I mean, I don't think Florida State can win it with a backup quarterback, but like you but, said, they deserve to be. Uh, but if we're not doing teams, best, yeah. If we're not doing best, if we're doing best four, yeah. you take Florida State out. You say they're not the best four. Then you've got five teams now that you got to choose from. Yeah. So you're telling me that Washington's better than Georgia? 
Not, I don't think so at all. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I, if you're looking at who who we think the best four is, the best four is Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, Texas. It's probably the best four. Yeah, I think everyone ha- I mean, has their has. I think everyone right now has two top fours in their head. They have like the quote unquote right thing to do top four, which for me is probably Michigan. Uh, Alabama, Al. Michigan, Washington, Texas, FSU, wh- whichever order you mm-hmm. want to put it, and then they have what they want to happen, or probably what should would bring should, the, should the best there. competition. Yeah. yeah, and that's those swap out FSU for for Alabama, or even I mean, yeah. so I think some people may even throw in Georgia in there too. I mean, I, and I don't think it's that crazy to say. I just don't think it's. I think that's a little bit farther if, of a scenario out. If, but I think that everyone in their head has like two hypothetical top fours and everyone's kind of thinking on that, those two sides of it, like what's the right thing to do and what's the like quote unquote right thing to do. I think that that's not, that's a bad way to put it, but, and then the, what they want or what they think should happen. And I think if there were people agree, if, if there were games next weekend and Georgia and Michigan were to be playing, who's favored in that game? If it's neutral site, probably, probably Georgia. If Georgia and Alabama play again, back to back, who's favored in that game? I would say probably a Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Georgia. I think it, I think I, I think Georgia is the best team in the country, no. and they they lost yesterday. They've they've proved it over and over. They yeah. lost close, and I, if you're going to make that argument, you got to put Georgia in over Washington. But that's I mean, I th- that's I th- not going to happen either. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> this, this is, but I mean, Georgia. I mean, sometimes you got a lot in the bed you made. I mean, Georgia, if, if you play like you're capable of, yeah, not I think, even yeah. not even capable of like if they just play halfway decent you know we, we don't that's, and that's the thing they Florida made, State played halfway decent yeah. all the last couple of games and yeah. won so like every argument you make to keep somebody out mm-hmm. puts Florida State back, back in, in. Yeah. and mm-hmm. I just don't see how you can keep a 13 and 0 undefeated ACC power five team yeah I think who which is going to be Clemson, for, which I know Clemson isn't as good they're going to be but, the fourth seed and at Michigan's going to destroy them and it's going to yeah. be Possibly, but everybody thought TCU was going to get destroyed by Michigan last year too. And you know, once you leave that conference, anything can happen. You got weeks to prepare, and you're a high caliber team like that. Yeah. And I would say that. So it's I would a say that they, I would say Florida State also would be playing with their backup guy instead of their third string guy. Probably. I mean, you get a month. Sure. You get a month off. I'm That's sure. Mm-hmm. I think. I think a couple of things I keep hearing people say. For one, it's like when this is not going wrong. I still think Georgia's arguably the best team. But one thing keep, people keep saying when they are talking about Georgia's like 129 straight, they've won 29 straight. They won't see the team that they're looking at this year did not win 29 straight. Like you can't, they won 12 te- straight. technically you can't yeah, take that into consideration. Yes, yes, you know yes. what I mean? I, I yeah, still think they're, 12, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's worth more. I, mean, I mean, a bunch of guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that you're the guys that won 29 straight. A lot of them are playing, you know, today, <laughs> a lot of them are, yeah. you know, on yes. Sunday. So, but it's not, the one of the other things I you keep hearing is people keep talking You know what's also about. crazy about Georgia? There's going to be uh, two teams in the playoff probably that caught touchdowns, guys that caught touchdowns that played at Georgia at one point. A.D. Mitchell yeah, and Jermaine Burton. And Burton, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's, that is wild. But the other thing I keep hearing people say or is for with Florida State is like, well, they've got the LSU win, which is it's just true. And then that argument from Alabama, and I didn't even think about this, Alabama could just say that's our third best win because LSU is technically their 
third best win this year. Like, you know, they beat yeah. Georgia, which is a better win, and they beat Ole Miss, who also beat us. So that's that's also mm-hmm. a better one. You could almost argue. I, I'm trying to think what else, who else they won against, but you could almost argue it's it's their fourth best win. You know how yeah. LSU fin- finished out, which is crazy to think, but. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the last thing I saw, which is I think you all think this is funny because we've probably never had this scenario, but someone tweeted last night and said the the football NIT is about to be bonkers this year. And here's what they put up. The, the, NIT, the hypothetical NIT, the, the last four out, is Alabama versus Oregon and Georgia versus Ohio State. Listen to that. I mean, that's, that's, that's almost a better – for then a hypothetical then a hypothetical top four with FSU in it and, yeah. and a, you know Washington and that and Texas and whatever mm-hmm. you know you could argue that that's a better four which is just crazy to think I mean yeah it's wild definitely yeah all right so those uh <clears throat> rankings and the playoff matchups will come out later today this will be posted right after this so when this comes out we will not have known still yet yeah. so Hopefully people will get in on this early in the morning, and I'll tweet it out as soon as, uh, as, soon as I post it. Uh, let's talk a little bit of high school football. We really don't have a long episode today. Uh, Alcoa, perennial state power, uh, has won its ninth straight high school state championship. 22, I think, in the last 24, 25 years, which is incredible. Uh, the Murfreesboro media – which I'm not going to name any names, but Emory Tom, and I always Tom Prager. It. Okay. <laughs> Emory's going to name the name. Uh, he, which rightfully so, he is biased a little bit with Middle Tennessee teams, which I get it. That's his coverage area. Yeah. But he made a comment or he made a column that says the, t- the title of it is after watching another dominant Alcoa season, it's time for TSSAA to examine a success factor plan with reclassification. In other words, that teams that win a lot, we need to start bumping them up in classifications. And Christian, you showed this to us. I did see that before you showed it to us. But what's y'all's thoughts initially when you guys saw this article Um, and what's going through your head about that? I I think you play in the class that you're, you know, however many students you have. That's why why are we punishing? And I'm not, I mean, I have no ties or anything to Alcoa. But why are we punishing Alcoa for being good? Why are we not? Why would should they move? If they want to move up, that's great. Let them move up. But if they want to stay in that classification, why? I mean, there, there's no talk about any other team doing that. And, I, and I've seen the things. Well, kids can kids can pay tuition and go to Alcoa. They can do it at Maryville. They can do it at uh, Greenville High School and and. Uh, in Green, Upper East Tennessee, they can do it at Dobbins Bennett. They can do it, and all those teams are really good. Always, they're, they're good, but they're not winning. You know what I'm saying? They're, we're not asking them to move up because they have kids. That are uh, when Greenville won a lot, I think there was a lot of talk of it. Yeah, they were winning championships every year in football. Um, but Sevier County open enrollment; those kids can go anywhere they want to in Sevier County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think you play in. I mean, why why punish Alcoa for being good? Yeah, I think I can definitely see both sides of the argument. Like yeah. my, my initial thoughts seeing it, you know, because I, mean, I don't I don't keep up with a lot of high school football anymore as much as I do, obviously, college football or, or even pro football. But my initial thoughts were, yeah, they should definitely do. They should move up. They should do something different. Like that's just what's the point, you know. That's, that was what I initially had thought when I saw it. And then I'm thinking like, well, we're talking about high school 
teams. Like we're talking about high school football. Like this is not, you know, not that it is, it shouldn't be, you know, as competitive as possible, but like it is kind of a crazy ask to, to make them move, you know, as, as a high school team, like for, we're talking, I mean, it's just crazy to think in that at that level that, that we're trying to throw in a success factor and that kind of stuff. Like, it's high school football. These kids, these kids don't even, they're, they're working towards a high school diploma. You know, it's, that's wild to think that that's, mm-hmm. that's how we're, we're looking at this. So I do kind of agree at this point, you know, because of the level that they're at and stuff like that. And essentially the, the players, which are just high school students having zero control over how any of this works anyway, like they just go out there and play and, you know, it's just the way it is. So, I mean, I think, yeah. I, I think ultimately Alco should give, be given the option if they want to, to move, but I, I don't think there should be a situation where they get forced to do it. Danny, Danny, you may know this. Uh, can you just move up in football and stay the same in everything else, or do you have to move up in everything else too? I think you can just move up in football because yeah. I, um, because I was about to say, if you have to move well, up in everything to, else, then you're, I mean, you're, when, you're not like, when they were three, when they were classes, or when their basketball and baseball were only three, eight, three classes, uh, Maryville was actually slated for 5A. And move to six A, but five A and six A are three A. So yeah, uh, I do know they move. I, th- I think you can only you can move up in certain sports, and the reason I say this because Memphis East, when they had Wiseman, uh, when Penny Hardaway was the coach, they, didn't move up they were single A. They, their school was single A. Yeah, they moved up to triple A so they could play Houston, Germantown, Memphis yeah. Central. Like yeah. they they moved up. They didn't move up in anything else. I don't believe. Because I, I was, think you I was, can shoot yeah, I was going to say if you had to move up and everything, then I mean they may not do it because of the other, you know, the other sports yeah. aren't aren't winning nine straight state championships. No. You know? no, I don't think they they probably don't even have another. I mean, some Bas- of the boys basketball pro- one, yeah, boys, boys basketball, basketball one, yeah. girls basketball is good. I mean, baseball is in the same. But, but nothing, They're nothing good, even but not, close no, to the no, yeah, no, 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 no dynasty no. by any means, you know. No, oh, no, no. But, now, what if what if it's a six A team? Like, where do they go if they win? Yeah, some championships in a row. Are we, are we moving? And, are we moving Farragut. Are we moving Farragut baseball up to JUCO. Oh, that's that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Oakland Oakland football uh, went to the state championship last night and lost. That was that would have been their fourth straight state championship, and that's yeah. in his Murfreesboro coverage area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he's saying, hey? Might be time for Oakland to look at a new district. You know what I'm saying? Like it's no, it's Oakland won their third straight. Yeah. Domination. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the kind of thing that these sports they, writers will do. They they'll they they'll try to put down anybody else that it's doesn't not in their coverage area. Yeah. It's not in their zone. Yeah. Move Oakland to the South Atlantic Conference. They gotta play Carson Newman and Tusculum and Yeah. Yeah, move them up. Yeah, Tennessee State. And I th- I also think that I mean, didn't didn't Alcoa, I'm looking right now. But didn't Alcoa play Knox West this year? They did. They beat them by like seventeen points. They beat them twenty-four to seven. So I think I think so maybe maybe nice. they would just go run. It doesn't matter what classification they're in. They're just going to run through everybody. I think in in and I could I mean I think a lot of people think of high school football too like like as if the coaching and stuff almost doesn't matter as much like it's just the talent that that school gets every year like and the rest is just you could plug and play essentially and you think about like. Like if that was the argument for Alcoa, like yeah, it's not, they're not even doing anything more exceptional than us uh, on a coaching side or pre- preparation side. But then you talk about like like Maryville, like when George Quarles was there, Maryville football, like he had the highest win percentage 
of all high school, like in, over a 10 year period before he left, he had the highest winning percentage over all high school football coaches in the entire country. I don't know if you guys ever saw that, but like according to Max Preps, he had the highest winning percentage ever, you know, or total in the entire country across all high school mm-hmm. football teams over a 10 year span. And now Maryville is hasn't Maryville taken a huge drop off since he's left there. Like I know it's happened slowly this year. Yeah, I was gonna say I know it's happened kind of slowly. Like they were good for a couple of years, but now they're six and four. They went from being the winningest high school football program in the country. You know, obviously that's their you know their records always it was always really good back then and stuff like that. And so seven, that doesn't mean they were the best. Yeah, but yeah, now they're seven and five. And it's like, well, obviously it wasn't plug and play. So like yeah. you're also not you're discrediting Alcoa's coaching staff and, it's also preparation a, and all yeah, that stuff too it's also a credit because i mean the the guy that won like six straight isn't there he left they've, they've got a new coach yeah exactly I, I mean like it's, it's not like i mean yeah you're just, that's good. i mean they had they had a chance to to dip right there with a new coach and didn't so yeah. uh, which leads me to my last question and we have some coaches that follow us and listen if you coached a high school team let's take alcoa for example and won four straight state championships. Would you rather continue there just to win more or take on a new challenge to prove your worth as a coach? Case in point, you could move up classifications or you could move schools. You just mentioned Gary Rankin left Alcoa, mm-hmm. went to Boyd Buchanan, which is a private, small private school near Chattanooga. This is his second year. He took him to the state championship this year. Like to me, that like that says that guy can coach. And before he was here, he was at Riverdale and he won state championships. Yeah. So whatever he's doing, people want to go play for him, and and he's he's going to win. So, what what would you do, Emory? You're a high school basketball coach here at Double A, whoever. You go win Um, four or five straight state championships, and three A Dobbins Bennett calls you and says, "Hey, we think you can do that here. What do you do?" I think I. I think that's that's a pretty loaded question, um, because there are places that can offer you a lot more money. I was going to say, I bet you. Yeah, like, I mean, if if you go, I, I'm just throwing this list. If you're at like in Double A anywhere, Double A County School, that's the it's the only school in the county, and Dobbins Bennett offers you the head basketball coach. I would say your pay bump is probably. 20 or 30 grand mm-hmm. it's probably hard not to go take that yeah but if say. you're already if if i'm at a school that's you know what if you similar. know your team is going to win the state championship the next two years you're loaded freshmen sophomores are loaded 20 or 30 grand's hard to turn down i think it matters like what's important to yeah. you at the moment like yeah. if you're if you're young and you're, yeah. you're and you're trying to like, but i'm trying I mean, to prove you, yourself yeah but if you have if you have kids and family and stuff like that too, like we're yeah. talking about high school sports, you know, if you have kids and family and you'd have to, you'd have to move locations for this yeah. job. Like, I think that's a part of it. If you're just strictly talking football though, and that's all you're, all you're thinking about it, which is probably what we should do for this question. I'd say it would just depend on like the situation. Like if it's a private school as opposed to a public school and you have the resources there and you're getting a significant pay bump, unless you're nearing retirement, I'd probably take that a lot of times, you know, depending on, I mean, if the, I know the grass isn't always greener and you could essentially, if you're dominating that much, you probably have your job where you're at for life. Like you pretty much have like a Calipari contract, which, you know, it's coming to bottom in the butt now, but pretty much have a Calipari contract at that point. So job security and you'd be, you could be, they're probably going to name the field or something after you at some point. You know I mean? 
uh, you do give up a lot if you, but you could go, you could go build that at the next place, you know, and maybe, maybe you're just a name in the hat at that point, but I'd probably, I'd probably do it most of the time. I feel like if, if the situation was right and it was a significantly better yeah. opportunity, mostly being a private school, probably. But I, I would say too, if, if the pay's even, even close, like I would, I wouldn't leave. Yeah. Like I, especially if I had built it, you know, they're not a perennial powerhouse and I've came there and I've that's, built it and it's a good point it's, too. It's my program and we've I've proven I could coach. I'm I'm probably there until they don't want me there. What would you do, Rucker? Yeah. Um I kind of the same thing, but if I'm at if I'm at Alcoa, I think Rucker's, might, a, Rucker's a money Rucker's a money chaser. Yes. Yeah. And but even then, like if <clears throat> if I had came into a program like Alcoa and I won all these state championships. I'll, I'll be honest, it would be hard for me to leave just because I'm yeah. like, I don't have to go anywhere. I got support. I got players. Like, I, I don't have to prove anything. Um, it's just be, be, be kind of depending on what kind of ego you had. If people were saying, well, he wouldn't be winning this if he was somewhere else. I'd be like, oh, yeah, watch yeah. this. And then I'd have to go, which I don't think that's what Rankin did. I think he was yeah. just wanting to just to change anyway. Probably, I think family lives down I think, there. Yeah, I think it's closer to his son. I think yeah. his son and grandson so, lived in Chattanooga, I believe. Yeah. Would you all would you all consider it if like one of the scenario you played out was a, a larger school in a higher you know higher grouping? Would you consider it if it was potentially moving back, but the opportunity like it was the team with all the, all the resources, better pay, all that stuff, but you're technically moving back in a, in your, in that sectional at that point, would you consider it then? What do you mean moving back? Like you're not going to a larger school. Like if it's, if you're going from three, a to two, a or, or whatever, if you're going. So that's an interesting question because at, at the lower classification, good coaches can really win if they get resources. Like if, if you can start fret, like with your junior leagues and build excitement with your program, you're going to play not as tough competition. You know, you're going to stick it out for a while. I think you could build that into a program in about four or five years, as long as you had that patience and then could, could be up there with those state tournament contenders. Like hypothetically, if you were the Seymour, Seymour girls basketball coach, and the Knoxville web job came open, you know, which would you potentially <laughs> consider, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just the hypothetical. The hypothetical. Yeah. I don't know if that, you know, I think a lot of people realistic. don't take those uh, private school jobs because there's no state retirement. Like I'm, I mean, me and Danny mm -hmm. are what we're 13 or 14 years in. Mm -hmm. You go to that job for six years and then you come back you know, you're, you're they, just six years of retirement. Surely yeah. they've got something like that, that they do or something. Yeah. I would think, oh, I'm right? sure they do, but it doesn't pay into the state. Retirement, yeah. So I guess that's true. Yeah. And that's, those six years. And that I mean, state retirement is, is nice. And it's, yeah. I don't think it's, it's ever going away. And this is, I mean, yeah. it's, it, you're, you're never I mean, that's worried what our, about it. That's what our football coaches look at. He went to, you know, he was in public school and then he went to Catholic for like nine years. And now, you know, he's back at Northview. So he's, he's missed nine years. Of, that's, I mean, that's a long time. Nine yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> that hypothetical question too. Um, there's some pros and cons to that. The, the, the pros would be, you're going to get athletes in there consistently being a private resources. school, yeah. a lot of resources. The con to that would be, you got so many athletes, everybody expects the play, to play, and you're not going to be able to keep everybody happy, which could force you out at any point. I think True. if you're not playing the right people, 
Uh, whereas if you're at public school, as long as you've got support from the administration, you're doing everything you should. You're probably going to be there as long as you want to be there. That's true. So there's some there's some pros and cons yeah. to that. Yeah. I think as far as a level, that was like kind of a that's kind of a lateral move, but I can see why people would do it, but I can see why people wouldn't I'd probably just, do it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be all. Let's, oh, talk, let's talk about, one, let's talk about all. one more thing. Yeah, one more thing. Because <laughs> uh Chris reminded me, let's what about Kentucky basketball losing to UNC Wilmington at Rupp well, Arena? Well, here's the thing about just college basketball in general. Yeah. From a Duke fan, Duke's not yeah. very playing very good. Yeah. Um, now, just what I watched Duke, what, Georgia Tech, Arkansas. It, At least it's Georgia power, Tech, Arkansas. It is. Power five schools. Yeah. It, it is, but it's the, the. I think the days of the Zion Williamson's coming in are and just being ready day one are over. Yes, Duke has a lot of really good freshmen. These guys are not college ready no, it's, it's yeah. raw talent right now. there's no like i think cooper flag next year i think he will come in and be like a paolo type guy they, yeah. they've not had that the last two years they've not had that guy and yeah. even the guys they returned Filipowski. i'm talking about dude i know we'll talk about kentucky but like i'm speaking from my point in general he's, the, he's guy, the guys they returned they're they didn't make a big stride from year one to year two, and now they're just an average basketball team right now, and they're ranked because they're Duke and Kentucky. They had shown that they were really good, yeah, and then they lose <laughs> this game. I yeah. just think there's yeah. so much parity right now, and they've been returning guys too. Like the last yeah. couple of years, they've had a lot of guys come back. Uh, Purdue went down this week, but I don't know they lost yeah. to uh, Northwestern, yeah, and then didn't Kansas beat somebody? Kansas beat Purdue, right. U- UConn, UConn, Kansas beat UConn. UConn yeah. I know that was a bit. That's a that's a flip them game, pick them game. Uh, yeah. Somebody else, Marquette lost to Wisconsin. Yep. Like, there's yep. no clear cut. Tennessee leader. lost to some crappy school in Carolina too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tennessee, yeah. yeah. very similar to UNC. Took, a, took a fluke run for them to win that. North, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got lucky. The rest. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Carolina, Carolina's back, baby. We're back. Yeah. They got 24, 25 year old players. Of course, they're going to be back. <laughs> we got, we got, um, Baycott's back for his eighth year. He's about to retire. I think Stetson Bennett's playing point guard for him. Yes, God bless. <laughs> Pretty sure I saw Luke May out there at some point. <laughs> I'm almost positive. Pretty sure he scored at least six hands, bro. <laughs> yeah. What year is Armando Baycott on? I don't know. I mean, they when they went to the national championship, that was two years ago. I was like, man, I'm glad he's gone next year. And then he came <laughs> back last year. And then yeah, he came back again. Year. I'm like, man, how, how many years does him and Davis and all them every, have? Kevin, I think, Caleb Love could have came back this year, but he went to Arizona. I think every uh, every time you're in a teen heartthrob episode of some TV show, then uh, you get one more year of eligibility. I think that so yeah. oh my I think I think we're gonna be like we're gonna have like thirty years from now we're gonna have guys playing extra years and they're gonna be like yeah we, they have their COVID year and it's like COVID been <laughs> thirty years ago what the? I'm like I'm like when is this COVID year gonna end what, what, yeah. how, how well, I, I think it needs to start ending yes. I think the red shirt years need to start ending I think you need to get five yeah I think once you you get one red shirt year you know if, if you yeah. even if or injury year and if you get injured again buddy you're just you know, you got to play three years. Congratulations! Yeah. You're probably not going to the next level yeah. anyway. I'd say that just call it a career. Yeah, get your that, master's degree. It's, it's crazy the this drop off that uh, the the value of a player has just because of age. Once they try to get into the NFL and the NBA yeah. too, like 
Like they that's becoming more. Yeah. They're they're giving more years of eligibility, but then the age, average age, is also reducing in the professional sports. Like the NBA yeah. right now is young. Like, Very young. And I know you can do one yeah. and done in the NBA, so it's a little bit different. But they are young. Like it's yeah. it's incredible how young they are. And you think mm-hmm. like if a guy spent six years in college basketball and then tried to go like, you know, how you'd you'd have to every. Like, it's not just getting better that whole next year you'd have to get significantly better like you'd have to make basically disprove your your age discrepancy of you know being an but, i mean people are talking about don't connect being like a lottery pick i'm like the dude's yeah. 24 23 yeah yeah that's exactly because mm-hmm. you're the top 10 picks are all gonna all be 18 yeah, or 19 be years 18, old 19, yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah all right that's gonna end our episode um trying to put together the high school sports edition here the next day or two. Hopefully I have that out by tomorrow. So be looking for that. You guys got anything before we sign out? I don't think so. I don't think so. Big announcement today at 12. Looking forward to the college football playoff rankings. It'll be funny if Texas wasn't in there. Tennessee's definitely ain't going to be in there. I don't know that I'll be on the podcast next week. Uh, I'll still be, I'll still be admitted to an asylum at that point. If Texas doesn't get in. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's going to be it for episode 61. We'll see you back next week. All right. See ya.